Welcome to the Finding Strong Podcast with your host, Pat Gates and Mark Bottenhorn. We're coming to you from the heart of the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. We are on a mission to push the limits and find strength through endurance, mindset, and fitness. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Everyone, welcome to the Finding Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Gates, on the phone here with Mark Bottenhorn. What's going on? You know, um, so we got uh, quite a, we got a, quite the guest on today. But uh, before we introduce him, um, Mark, how was your uh, how was your week? It was good. It was good. I've been training two or three times a day. I've been on the rower. Um, been doing some CrossFit style workouts, some CrossFit endurance based style workouts. Um, just been killing everything, been recovering really well. I feel really good. Uh, I had one track workout that, that blew up cause I was training with Dan and he just pulled us too fast, way too fast. And, uh, I knew it was too fast, but I just kept going with him and we should have, we both had to cut the workout early. So that's a lesson is stick to your priorities and stick to your paces and don't get caught up uh, and distracted by anything else. So that was a learning experience, but the rest was, the rest was good. Uh, I raced last weekend, flirt with dirt, uh, trail 5k, which is a pretty, um, decently sized, uh, trail 5k here. And, uh, I just let it wire, you know, wire to wire, um, ran the fastest time that I, I think's ever been recorded on the course. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, that was good. It's kind of crazy. Like once the pressure falls off, I wasn't trying to be super competitive. I ran like at what I perceive as 80%, um, so it's really good news and kind of finding my way again and, and, and doing all these things I really love um, and just working out a lot. I've already gained some muscle, um, but I feel really good, really good. Uh, but we got some bad news, though, too. Don't yeah, we? got a little bit of bad news. Um, at my uh, soccer game, um, kind of messed up my ankle a little bit. Looks like I got an orthopedic appointment at the end of the month. Uh, thought it was broken, went and got an x-ray. Uh, turns out no fracture or uh, or breaks. Just um, looks like it's a really bad sprain. Sounds like a grade three sprain. Um, so I've been going to be on crutches here the next like three weeks. It looks horrible. It from yeah. that angle. So yeah, it's all swollen and bruised, and looks like an like an elephant foot. We'll have to put a photo up. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a rough few days. Um, you know, my spirit's a little down, but, you know, I'm just uh, trying to rehabilitate, get a little better. Right. So how does that, how does that change your plans for the, for the summer and fall? I mean, obviously your soccer season's over, right? And what was likely your last soccer season? Yeah. Yep. Um, gonna, yeah. Probably going to have to rein it in and just focus on, you know, healing, getting better and then uh, getting back in the gyms and start training for Spartans more. And yes, yeah, um, it's going to be like probably like my last like soccer like a like men's competitive soccer season too. So went out with a bang, you could say. Yeah, yeah. At least you can tell that like when you're older, you can tell the story. Like, I I was going to go to the Premier League, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Arsenal was looking, and and you know they had scouts there, and I and I blew my ankle out, you know, on a on a on a dirty tackle, even though it wasn't dirty. You could say it was, and yeah, just like Booby Miles, man. 
Right, so yeah, it's been uh, sitting on the couch and uh, thinking of my next my next moves. Uh, I've been putting together some yoga stuff so I can get my flexibility up and stretch out more. So I'm not just like sitting here like a turd. So it's been uh, my spirit's been down, but I've been you know got some positives, uh, some positives from it. Like looking forward to like getting back to training and just getting healthier. Yeah, for sure. I know that's going to be challenging, but. At the same time, it sets you up for this, this really cool, this really cool comeback. Um, and things like this happen; they're not controllable. So at this point, right, you're just controlling what you can control. Right, and right. that's and that's my yeah. situation. Trying, trying to do some like more like calisthenics and uh, stretching a lot more because um, uh, I didn't really focus on stretching too much before, and I think uh, that was kind of lacking in my my uh, my workouts too. That's right. Bring up, you know, bring up the weak points and, and control what you can control from here on forward. Like that was a, that was a nasty uh, kind of collision or whatever it is. And that led to all that whole thing. But uh, at the end of the day, now you're, you got to just move forward and I know you're going to do a good job. And in the fall and all these Spartan races that we're going to be going to, I know you're going to, you're going to kill it and you're going to be back stronger. So um, yeah, I know it's I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Definitely. I believe in you. And speaking of believe, We've got uh, Adam, uh, Adam coming on, Adam Ribeiro. His uh, Instagram handle is at Adam Believe. So, yeah, that's... this guy, you know, originally from, from Brazil, now living in the Boston area, right? Yeah, he's living in the Boston area. He was on Ninja Warrior uh, 9, season 9, or was that, are we going by seasons? I don't know how Ninja Warrior works, but yeah, I, I know, know he was on it. I know he was on it. I believe he was on it. Yeah, he's a... Uh... You know, he's an obstacle course racer, ultra runner. I know uh, you used to coach him, correct? Yeah, I coached him for a little while, uh, just mostly running specific stuff. And during that time, it was amazing to see how much he excelled as a runner. Like, he's he's really talented and really good at everything and really dedicated. And he has this, like, fighting spirit, and he can't turn it off. And at times, that can be challenging to coach. But more than anything, it's just really exciting. And, and he did a great job. Yeah, awesome. He's a super dynamic guy. Like, I know he does a lot of rock climbing and focuses on, like, OCR, and now he's doing a lot of more running. It's it's great to see. Yeah, I think he's going to do a triathlon, too. I don't know. We'll have to ask him about that. But um, it's going to be an interesting story. I've always liked to see, like, people's perspectives who are different than mine. And him coming from Brazil, he's going to surely offer a different perspective. And um, it's just going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun, I think. For sure. Definitely looking forward to speaking with him. All right, cool. Let's get him on the line and uh, let's hear what he has to say. All right. The Finding Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Gates, here with Mark Bottenhorn. And What's a special on? guest today, Adam Ribeiro. Am I, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> oh, you... man, yeah. Glad you're here. It's um, invited me. Um, I really look up to both of you. And I mean, especially Mark, since he coached me for a month for probably one of my best time races yet. Oh, dude, don't make my ego any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be too. That's that's too. That's too hard, man. No, cool, man. We're we're so happy to have you on. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I think you have a lot of uh, uh, value in your story and, and all the things that you've done. You're you're a great athlete and and you're a great person and I think people are going to love this episode. Yeah. Thank you. I definitely hope so. (laughs) 
so right, I guess Pat. I'll just, uh, just kind of start us off. So, um, so you're from Brazil, correct? Yes. Yeah. I moved in here. Um, I moved to the United States in 2005. So just completed like 14 years I've been here. Oh, nice. Like, how did you, uh, how'd you get into like, you know, ultra running and obstacle course racing all that since like being here since 2005? So I honestly really started racing and just doing all those kind of stuff by the end of 2015. So yeah, it was, um, I saw a couple of friends doing an obstacle course race and signed up for it and went to try it. And after that, I was like instantly hooked on it. And then, you know, like as I started liking it more, I realized that running is pretty much, I would say 90% of the race for you to do well. So I decided to just, you know, become a better runner and focus on that. So I think like I coach a lot of obstacle course racers, as you know, and I yeah. think the initial hurdle getting over the race itself is like 90% aerobic and running. Yeah, no, definitely. So I always, yeah. I always like find that a challenge, like explain that to him, like the obstacles are there, but developing a strong aerobic engine should be the pretty much the first priority. No, I definitely agree with that. I mean, no obstacles, they're kind of almost just a, a little bit of a break you get from your running, you know, the whole race, but yeah, if you if you're if you're not the greatest runner, it's very rare for you to know place within the top five even. Yeah, and you said obstacles are a break. For me, obstacles are a, a time when I'm going to be doing burpees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, um, since I came more of from like an obstacle background, because I started you now training for Ninja Warrior at some point and that, that kind of stuff. So I was always more good with doing obstacles than running. So for me, <laughs> it was the other way around. Yeah, no, I understand. So, I mean, you've only been doing that since 2015. That's, I mean, you've made tremendous progress uh, just in, the, in that short period of time, not even four years yet. So, I mean, that's, that's amazing in itself. Yeah, no, um, I, I sometimes, yeah, I don't really like, I mean, it doesn't really click in the amount of stuff I've done until I, you know, sit back and think think back a little bit about it. But, um, yeah, like, the first years were just, you know, that instant love for it, and then just becomes even more from just having fun with it. I mean, for me, it was that way. I really became passionate about it, so put a lot more training than i'd say the average person yeah definitely. did you uh did you do anything like but before you moved here like anything similar back in brazil no so when i moved here i was really i just um was starting high school so okay. the only thing that i did before running racing it was um for about almost two years i did a bit of speed skating like indoor indoor speed skating oh wow and I think, I mean, that definitely helped a bit. You know, like you're constantly on the squat position, <laughs> running circle, like um, skating circles the whole time. So it definitely built some like aerobic and good leg condition. So I, so why don't you take us through um, basically some of the, some of the highlights of your uh, kind of running career since you've, since you kind of started this journey about four years ago. 
Yeah, so um, I would say the very first, um, like, biggest highlight I had is, um, no, the first, I would say the first year or so, I was mostly, like, um, placing within the 25th and 5th place, 5th place and during races, so, like, very just middle of the pack. Then um, I started, um, then eventually I found some local race that um, was doing more of, like, an ultra style stuff like running over six hours or so and then i just know and then that's when i realized like i'm better with the long distance stuff because it just like i just started noticing that like my placement on those races were much better so eventually i know i started like going more long distance than the short stuff and the very first big event I did it was when I actually qualified to do the Spartan championship at Tahoe and that was 2017 and or 2017 and I went there to do just a regular beast which is a 17 mile course and it was like my first time on the west side too so it was very different then um I decided like I want to challenge myself and the next day they had a the ultra event as well so it was running the the 70 mile course twice so i'm like um i might as well give it a shot and running saturday the 70 mile and coming back sunday morning to do the ultra so run two more laps of it and okay, I so, would, you did, so you did back to back yeah i did a back to back 70 miles and the next day 34 and it was the most like craziest experience ever Damn. but it was definitely like the one of the biggest like highlight in the beginning of my racing because i did not expect like, I did not think I would be able to quite do that. So, after that, it's definitely, like, got me super motivated, even more with the longer distance stuff. And so how'd you do in that, uh, in that ultra? The, just the day after the, after the, um, the beast? Um, in that ultra, I came about, I think it was um, 19th place or something like that. And, and that's for the me, world championships, right? Yeah. So yeah, some some people, some people that um, raced the beast on um, the Saturday race, the more like pro people say, some of them came back to r- run Sunday as well too. But um, yeah, I was like, uh, I finished just under twelve. It was like eleven hours and something on Sunday, and I mean, I don't know. It was just pretty crazy and. And that's, I think, in one of the first, like, um, yeah, I think I came 19th place. So it was, like, one of my very, like, Spartan race-related um, best uh, placement I had done yet. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe the long-distance stuff is for me. And the next year is when I really started focusing on ultra running. And then from there, so on, I started you know, looking to do more longer stuff. Okay. How, so now, How sore were you? Sorry, sorry Mark. Go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, that's a valid question. How sore were you? <laughs> oh, dude, that was like the worst night of sleep I've ever had. <laughs> I remember after the race, I hadn't really planned well um, somewhere to stay. <laughs> so a friend of mine that raced as well was like, oh, um, if you want, you can um, come and um, split a room with me. But it was just like one bed. So we both were splitting the bed. And like, I was already in so much pain and you can barely move on the bed as well and the whole night my legs were just like constantly moving like i had ants all over them and it was it was awful and then the next yeah fell asleep on the trail i think (laughs) 
Oh, no. I, I, I was like, I don't even know how I was walking, honestly. I was like so tired. My face was completely red from like it was very windy on top of the mountains at Tahoe. And they had us no like they have the famous like coldest swim there because like the alpine waters and it's just it's insane. Like that's a race that um if nobody has ever <laughs> like people that run Spartan that has never checked out their championship usually, it's definitely a worthy venue. It's beautiful but very brutal. Yeah. Um you know that that uh that story of you sharing the bell with him that kind of reminds me of after the the pilot mountain marathon uh that we ran earlier this year in february yeah not uh, much here in michigan obviously so we're not we're not climbing a whole lot and um i was my legs were toasted from this from this marathon and um i remember pat and i we had to share a bed uh just like <laughs> and i remember in the middle of the night stepping out of the bed and like my legs were just complete jello and i mean like i crush it on hills i love running on hills it's my specialty my legs were so fucked up like i i i couldn't even much pain like that was it was like it was another it was a terrible night of sleep also yeah it's always it's i feel like it has never changed still every after like whenever I do something that you no know, becomes over 30 miles distance that I know that that night of sleep is going to be really awful. It's he, you're going to like being in pain the whole night and it would just be uncomfortable. For sure. What kind of like recovery stuff do you do after like your, your long distance stuff like that? So whenever I do um, those long races or yeah, the, like anything above 30 miles but first thing i do is when i get back from those races just take an ice bath <laughs> and it, it kind of helps a bit for sure but then the next day i'm just fully like stretching and more ice bath or sometimes i'll do epsom salt as well but yeah i just really keep i've i've, I've started noticing now that if you keep moving, even just walking around more, it's definitely way better than sitting. At first, I would you no know, be laying down most of the time, and it would just take way longer to recover. But now I've been noticing that walking around the next day and get that blood moving, it's it makes recovery much faster. Yeah, the key. Yeah, you can't just you can't just sit and let it get stagnant. I mean, after fifty one miles or whatever you did on on mountains in Tahoe and in the, over the course of two days, I like, there's not much you're going to be able to do. Like you're, it's unavoidable that you're going to be sore and it's going to take some recovery time, but you can definitely minimize it by, uh, keeping moving around and doing those things that you did. So that, I think that's good. Yeah, no, that was, that was definitely, that was definitely one of the sore more like post race soreness I had for sure. So that race took you, you said 11 hours. Yes. That was, okay. yeah, that was... And now if you fast forward to this year, you just did another Spartan Ultra, correct? Yes. This this year I did in New Jersey, which was also actually um, my first Ultra. So back in that same year that I did the Tahoe Ultra, I had just previously done earlier in the year the New Jersey Ultra, which was my first one. And I think it took me about um, eight hours and something, but it was not even like close to 30 miles, the actual race. Okay. And it was not like, um, New Jersey is definitely no, still a good amount of elevation and technical. 
but it's very different from Tahoe or the other mountain races around here. But oh, this year, not. yeah, but this year I came back to run New Jersey Ultra again because I definitely um, felt more prepared for it. And I ended up coming fourth place, like only five minutes, uh, about 10 minutes, I'll say, behind the third place, Mel. And it was, I don't know, it was it was definitely one of my favorite, most, like, Spartan finish ever. Because I could, like, I don't know, I, I just had a feeling I was in a good spot. And I just never felt great like that. Like, I finished not feeling too sore at all. Took me only a few days after that race to recover. And I finished it, um, oh, kind of blanked out right now on the time. But I think it was really, it was might have been only eight hours or something or less like that. Oh, I, thought was, was, I thought it was seven something that you finished in. Yeah, I think it's a seven. I don't know. I, I have to double check that, but it was, yeah, it was definitely one of my best Spartan ultra finish yet. Well, either way, whatever's in, the, the most important thing is you, you came fourth place in the race. And I mean, who won the race? Uh, Kempson? No, that was actually Ryan Atkins, which I mean, <laughs> Oh, well, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So even worse. So, <laughs> so I mean, you're competing with, with like, I mean, obviously the top athletes in the world. So for you to come fourth place, that's, that's tremendous. No. Yeah. I mean, I knew already um, going in the race that um no with Ryan Atkins being there. It, it, I mean, you can't really expect to win it, but I definitely was like, <laughs> I think I even made a little bit of a, like a, one of those competitive trash talks saying I'm ready to take Ryan Atkins down the day before the race. But I know like that guy's, I mean, He's a really amazing athlete for everyone that knows him. But I think the most, like, the thing I liked about mostly, it was not even in finishing fourth place, but it was, like, the person I finished behind, which was the first female overall, Rhea Cobble, which is another amazing athlete. Yep. I only finished, like, five minutes after her. And that's when I was really impressed with myself because I'm like, you know, she's she's a pro and she she lives off just training and doing all those kind of stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> to know that I was only five minutes you no know, behind someone of that level. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so impressive, and I think it shows just how much of a of a future you have if you if you want to pursue it. Yeah, and what you jumped like what like 14 spots or something like that since the previous year. Yeah, like, um, since 2000, oh, well, the first ultra I did it was 2017, so two years later. But yeah, it was it was definitely a huge, uh, huge improvement on placement wise. I mean, that's I think one of the biggest thing I've thankfully I've been noticing is that um every year my race placement's been getting better and better. So as long as I stay consistent, smart, you should definitely keep doing that improvement. Yeah. So, what other uh, what other results have you had recently? So this year, um, I've only done four races so far because that's one thing I I told myself this year I was going to do is race less and focus on training more. Good. So, and it's probably been working out really well because from the four four races I had this year, three finishes were fourth place and one I won. <laughs> so. The first race I had this year was a 12-hour um, local ultra, which is running a 5K lap with uh, with about 20 obstacles and a 1,000 feet of elevation gain, 
per 5K lap. And you run that from 7 in the morning until 7 in the n- at night. And that was the race that um, the previous record was 13 laps, about 40 miles. And this year, I got to break that record and set a new one of 14 laps with 43 miles and like 14,000 feet of elevation on the race. That's insane, man. Great job. Yeah, thanks. Now, but the, the coolest thing about that race is that the actual um, record holder from last year came back to watch and eventually around my 10th lap, he decided to jump in and help me. <laughs> to break his own record. I thought that was like definitely the coolest thing that shows how you know the whole running community people are really like always wanting to help another. Yeah, I think the endurance community is something something really special. It's a true community. That's one thing that draws me to it so much. Like it's unlike anything I've ever experienced before in any of the team sports that I've been involved in. Yeah, no, I definitely I definitely agree with that. Especially like said the endurance like that's one thing I, I, I listen to a lot of um, ultra running, you know, podcasts or anything ultra running involved and in, or like watch some documentaries and stuff like that. And, and it's always people being so like kind to each other. It's just like they want to see everyone succeed. Doesn't matter. Like even if you're the last one to finish, they, they'll be there waiting to cheer you on. Oh, yeah, that's I I noticed that in like uh, like the rock climbing community too. Like everyone at the climbing gym is just like so involved and like they want you to like succeed and like do better. Oh I yeah, know you've uh, I know if you you started getting to uh, more rock climbing, have you been doing that like recently or have you been doing that like longer? Yeah, so rock climbing I started doing um, I want to say towards beginning of. T- beginning of 2018 so yeah i started getting to it more because of um of course it was like first kind of training more for ninja warrior at the beginning but then i noticed that like it helped a lot with the obstacle um of races like it really improved my grip and endurance for you no know, upper body a lot and that's the other thing you said. Um, the community of rock climbing people are just like the ultra running community. They're, I was like surprised because I know at first I started climbing and then you come sit down a bit, like try to see what I can do differently. And then someone would just come up to you like out of nowhere and be like, hey, you know, try doing this and this. And I'm like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> so yeah, they, I've, been, I've been doing a lot of that more now. I've been definitely... Loving it just as much as running, especially outdoor climbing. It's a whole new level. Oh, for sure. And it's, it's awesome, too, because, like, people just feel like it's, like, kind of like a puzzle, too. Sometimes on, like, the obstacle course race, you're just trying to figure out which is, like, the best route and, like, for that obstacle is. And it's kind of similar to rock climbing. You're just trying to figure, figure out this puzzle. And then, you know, people will kind of, like, help you and guide you or, through that puzzle, too. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. Yeah, no, I, I I would definitely. That's one one kind of other sport. Um, sport I would definitely recommend to people for you no know, both things. Like, um, if you want to, you know, um, become stronger and stuff like that. But as well, if you want to like um, join some kind of community and you no know, find positive people, because I feel like it's a good amount of. I I can't say I haven't really met um any really bad vibes people from climbing community they're all just there for fun 
and helping each other. So it's a good way to like make great friends that brings positiveness in your life. But like you said, yeah, it's, it is like a puzzle. And sometimes people like ask me, how can I go climbing for, you know, three, four hours at the gym? But I'm like, you're not really climbing the whole time. And a lot of times you're there just like trying to figure out what can you do differently to get to the top of that wall. Oh, for sure. And like you're, you're working out your, your arms and legs so much too that when you just like hang out for that long, you start to get sore anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I yeah, think, I oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I think, I think that people, they get too caught up on, I, I think in, in, in any sport, maybe not in rock climbing, but like in ultra running, there's a, there's a percentage of people or in road racing, especially in road racing. Um, but a lot of endurance events, people get, they get so caught up on like, who's elite at this and who's good at this. And sometimes that takes away from the community, but the community is so strong um, that a lot of times it doesn't affect it. But I just think like, what's the reason not to have a really strong community and be pushing for everybody to be better. I mean, like at the end of the day, it's, it's just exercising like competitively. So if you're the best competitive exerciser in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't mean anything. And I think what really means something is the community, you know, and like, it's easy to lose sight of that, but that's something that I value so much about the endurance community uh, from top to bottom for the most part. It's the, there's not as much ego as other sports. So that's what yeah, I mean. yeah. I definitely agree with you on that. It's it's definitely like one of the reasons that um, I would say I started being even more drawn for uh, ultra running. It's the community, like they make you, they make you look like you're this god or something because they're just like nice to everyone. They they make you believe in yourself. Yep. Yep. So Adam, take us through like a, what a week of training looks like for you. I mean, I know what it looks like, obviously, but uh, a lot of people I'm sure are very curious about it. who are trying to apply some of these things on their own. So you want to take us through like what a week would be like? Yeah. So usually um, I try to at least for sure have two days of my week of just like rest and stretching, like nothing crazy. But the other days I try to break down um, about four days of the week with running sometimes a longer run um mostly i'll do the long run either saturday or sunday and during the week i'll do someday nowhere about a five mile run or something followed by some rock climbing or i'll do that after rock climbing so my schedule right now is about two four to five times out of the week running with one of them being long run so that's like a, about 15 miles, 15 miles or higher. Then twice a week I do rock climbing and I try to want to, I'm trying to get twice a week as well swimming now, but definitely between this, all those three different exercises that I do, I try to have one or two days off just giving the body some good time to like recover. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good balance. That's an, I mean, do you work out in the do you work out in the gym at all? Um, I know you cycle some. Yeah, so when I usually go swimming, so someday that I decide to go swimming, I usually do some lifting before that. You know, a little bit of core and that kind of stuff. 
So whenever I go to the gym and do, you know, um, strength work is mostly focused on my legs and core because I know the upper body, I'm kind of getting it from the rock climbing. Okay. So I try not to overdo there on that aspect. So what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite exercise? Like, what's your favorite exercise that you do in the gym and lifting? Lifting. I've always been like for my favorite one, it's always been lunges with like either kettlebell or some kind of weight. I'm getting more back into um, like liking deadlift, but I'm really <laughs> awful with squats. Okay. I tried, I tried for some reason, I always go to either deadlift or some other things. Yeah. For me, like the squat, the squat is my favorite exercise. And I think like, I always tell people, if you want to, if you want to build lower body power and strength, then you should squat. And if you want to build muscle in your upper body, then you should squat. And if you want to become a better <laughs> athlete, then you should squat. And they think I'm crazy, but it, I think it's one of the most beneficial things that you can do. And I think if I could only do one exercise for the rest of my life, it would probably be that, or maybe a burpee. I haven't decided, but probably. Oh, not burpee, dude. <laughs> Burpees. I'm like so sick of them he fell in love with the burpees at the spartan race (laughs) no i'm burpeed out i just think it's the most effective uh like full body workout maybe if you could only do one thing pat if you could only do one thing what would you do one thing um i've been liking power cleans lately man oh those are fun i like those all right that's a good one that's a good one too Okay, but I, okay, I guess I, I should just really start liking squats now. Then All fall right. in love with them. All right, I'll try to. All kinds of squats: front <laughs> squats, back squats, box squats, overhead squats. Monday squats, Tuesday squats. That's right. <laughs> if you do, <laughs> trying, if you do overhead to squats, no, that will expose every weakness in your body. Overhead squats will. It will oh, do it yeah. all. Oh yeah, I I've I've played with those a little bit sometimes. Like even with just like holding a forty-five pound plate and no squatting with it, and, and that 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 even shows me like how amazing the people that can do um what is the famous CrossFit move that they do the bar above the head, uh, the the press the press clean. It's kind of like um almost like a clean but then they you throw you just go with the bar right above your head jeez how did i forget the name of that <laughs> it's like a one of those crossfit moves that it's just i find it completely amazing because whenever i try to squat with something holding even just a fortified plate above my head your arms already start being awkward and <laughs> your body just like leaning a bit forward and it's just a mess yeah dude so, it's, it's crazy it's rough. I mean, so what do you have, uh, like, any races planned out for the rest of the year? Yes. Yeah, so, actually, this weekend, um, and I'll be racing at um, the Mount Washington Auto Road Race. So, that's about a 7.6 mile of just going complete uphill the whole way. I think it's, like, 12% grade, the majority of it. And then there's some portions that becomes 18%. And then I know the last 50 yards, it's like 22%. So you get about 4,000 something elevation gain in seven miles ish. Damn. Yeah. That race is going <laughs> to, 
it's going to be awful. It's going to, and I mean, Mount Washington is very famous for a lot of um, temperature, like bad weather as well. So they even say that, you know, it may be a beautiful day, but the moment you get halfway up the mountain, it can already be windy, you know, cold and all that kind of thing. So no, you, you can't really expect how it's going to be until you race it. Yeah, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Nope. What else do you have? So after that race, I probably, um, the next month I have another sky race as well. Kind of like those kind of just going uphill races, the Lone Mountain, which they're both part of the mountain series race. Then for obstacle, I know I'm signed up for the World Toughest Mountain, which is my biggest goal race of this year. It's a 24-hour race, running about a five-mile loop. They recently moved that to Atlanta, right? Yes. Yeah. Last year was their first time doing it in Atlanta and, and it was the worst condition, like, um, and about, um, temperature wise weather, it was like frost, you know, throughout the night and it was, it looked awful. So I'm hoping it won't be like this. It won't be like that this year. Cause, um, I don't mind the cold, but obstacles with frozen obstacles do not go well at all. Yeah. I know about that's how I got all those burpees and, in Pittsburgh, everything was like ice glazed and it was freezing rain. It was like 32 degrees. Yeah. Well, thankfully, Tough Mud doesn't have burpees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the good thing is that I liked, I mean, so I just recently um, did my first Toughest Mudder, which was the, was a, it's a 12 hour event with the same idea. No, five mile loop, but this, it's half of the 24 hour. And um, the obstacles are definitely way more fun, I, in my opinion, compared to a Spartan. <laughs> but um, how how so? They're they're just more like um, I don't know. Very, I I found them more creative. Okay. Some of them um, require more like um, others helping you in some kind of like some of the obstacles requires like teamwork. Which I mean, it's not the greatest if you're trying to be a little bit competitive, but some of them you can still do it on your own. And but the definitely the the biggest thing about the tough mutter events is that it's really like they there's no, there's a reason why it's called mutter because the amount of mud in those races is insane. Like this twelve hour race that I recently did, you're you're covered in mud from the beginning until it's it's over. You're constantly in and out of mud pits. And you're more like, like, not even running at some parts. You're just like, make sure you don't fall on your ass. And there's electricity too, isn't there? I, I fucking hate being electrocuted. <laughs> I don't think anyone likes being electrocuted, though. <laughs> well, they do have, um, I think, like two only obstacles with electricity, but you can actually, you can actually manage your way out of it. And not not to get um electrified. Just just avoid so, it. Yeah, because it was it's just like well the one I did it was like just strings hanging down with a good amount of space for you to get through oh, them. Okay. So during the whole twelve hour, I only got shocked twice. You know, I, I take, I take uh, I'm going to take my statement back. I bet you there are people there that are like I want I want the electric I want the electric oh, uh, shock course real quick. I've seen some people that would just be like ballsy and just run blaze through those things and like fall on their face while being electrified. <laughs> That's what I would do. 
<laughs> I, yeah, not me. I was like going so, so careful through each time I went by on it until one point the thing just smacked it right on my ass and brought me to my knees. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they do also have um, an obstacle which is like um, called Arctic Enema, which it's like an ice bath, but you go under. So you have to like get under this plank of wood with a tub full of ice and mud. And a lot of people really get mental about that. But since I do a lot of the ice bath, I think that was, that was not a problem for me at all. So you got electroshocked, you're getting electrocuted, and then you're getting an Arctic enema. And you, yeah, you get everything. You get mud, you get water, you get And people sign up, sign up for this. People pay money for this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're paying, you might as well enjoy it, every part of it. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. So when I... When I look at like the races that you have signed up and actually all the things that you've done and, and being a friend of yours. So just seeing all of these things, what I think um, is like you almost put yourself like you torture yourself. And what <laughs> what's the reason that, that you do these? Like what's what's the why behind it? What makes you do this? I think it's just to really see how far I can push myself. Um, I I definitely consider myself like a big, um, in terms of mental strength, really strong on that part. So I don't know. I just enjoy it. Like it's weird. Sometimes I'll, I'll say I'll, I hate it when I'm doing it, but I really like it. And it's, it's always great at the end of the day to just know, look back at it and be like, damn, no, I was able to do that. What else can I do? How else, how much further can I keep pushing it? So I think it's just really like exploring and finding out, you know, how strong mentally I really am. Yeah, I think that's like why I like, I know definitely why I do it. And I kind of why Mark does it, kind of pushing the limitations of our, of our mindset and, the, and our bodies too, just kind of proving ourselves and, and sometimes even others wrong to like just do the best we can and like, do all these like crazy obstacle course races and just you know try to be the best at it yeah no it's that's what that's one thing that i mean i'm pretty sure everyone knows that ultra or any kind of long race or endurance stuff it it's if not more than half just mental like you no know, of course at some point everyone's body's gonna be sore but if you're strong, that's all you need. You, you'll definitely finish even if you're crawling. Oh, I think so. And if you look at, like, elite athletes that are competing in these, um, sometimes, like, talent is so equally matched. It's like people being mentally stronger can can just make the difference and set them apart uh, when, there's, when they're matched skill-wise. And I've been on the wrong end of that a few times. So I know, like, for me, all this, like everything I've been kind of embarking on recently is just about getting mentally stronger and being able to compete more. And so that's, that's really similar to why uh, you guys are doing it as well. And I always think about like ultra running. I think like there are different types of fun. There's like the fun where you have fun while you're doing something, but then you feel bad after about it because maybe it was guilty or something. And then there's like the, like pushing yourself, like it's not fun during, but it's really fun after, but like any of these ultra events, they're not fucking fun during, and then after they're not fucking fun either. So I sometimes <laughs> wonder why we do it. <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of love it. I love it during it and after. Like so, there's sometimes that um, 
when I see people starting to struggle, then that's when it kind of like makes me even more power, gives me more like energy throughout <laughs> the night. Yeah. Or it's other race, you know, other time. I don't know. It's just, it's a, just, it is a weird mentality that us that do ultra running have. And I guess maybe you're just born with, and maybe if you're, you yeah. just start finding out through all the races. Yeah. You're weird. Stupid. Yeah. All those. <laughs> I completely know that. So before we wrap up, we got a few kind of rapid fire uh, questions for you to answer. All so, right. What's your favorite food? Nachos, nachos, and beer. <laughs> that's, good. that's like that's like my post long races and anything. If anybody asks, like, what do you want to eat? Let's go find some nachos. Hey, I think you ate nachos the night when we drank a whole bunch of beer in Boston. We did, yeah, pretty sure he was. <laughs> that's the first thing. Like, if I see nachos on the menu, we're getting it. <laughs> <laughs> dude that was a lot that was a fun night we uh we met up drank a whole bunch of beer and then we went to this like beer arcade or bar type of thing and adam and i tied the record for most <laughs> shots made in the basketball thing holy shit yeah. all-time record we tied that yeah we had the same kind of like score i was and then there was this then there was like this weird game that i didn't even know about it and you knew it it was like the remember the bottle opener whatever thing you throw with the string with it and it has like like get hooked up on a nail oh yeah i never heard i never seen that before but that was awesome yeah because you because you figured out how to do it <laughs> it was a whole lot <laughs> yeah mark, was... mark likes what he uh what he, what he can win <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not competitive no but yeah no i really enjoyed that night it was fun and like i said the beer at that place i was not expecting for us to get like it come on that huge thing. I think it was my first time drinking one of those around here. Like, uh, I don't Dude, know how many, how many beers was in that thing. Dude, it was like three gallons of beer in this like <laughs> upright test tube. That was, it was insane, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta all get together and do something again. I know we're talking about running in the white mountains. Now that Pat's hurt, that might put a little bit of a damper on that. I'll come for uh, the, uh, for the friendship. And the there beer, you go. And the nachos. And the nachos. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. I'll cheer you guys on. Have some nachos and some beer. Oh, I might end up joining you then and yeah, just leave yeah. Mark. No, no, no. Forget the run. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, what's your favorite song? Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's see if I have a favorite song. But uh, if you're it's okay, it's okay if you like like Backstreet Boys. No, if you were gonna say favorite singer, okay, definitely be anything from Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Party in the USA. (laughs) Party in the USA is like it's it's all right. It's not bad. What do you like? like Prime is it's not too bad. I don't know her her new stuff is more crazy, and she's she's like trying to be a little bit like hip hop gangster and i'm like okay i can't vibe with this dude i always get made fun of for this but i think miley cyrus the climb is like yeah. one of the most motivational songs of all time it knows yeah seriously i was just like listening to that some mother day at work and i'm like wow this is really a perfect song to play when you're like going through that rough moment in one of the races especially if you're going up a hill exactly it's like maybe, she's an maybe, ultra runner or, maybe uh, 
maybe I'll play that on my race of Saturday because it's just going uphill the whole way. There you go. So we'll have to follow uh, in the Mount Washington road race. It's going to be really fun. Pat, you got anything else for this man? I uh, do not. I was really glad that you uh, you came on. Oh, no. Well, I'm glad you guys had the time to hear me blabbing around. But, yeah, it was really great to talk with you both. And I'm really liking what you guys are putting out there for the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, man. We appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, one last thing before we sign off here. Um, for one, uh, you can find Adam uh, on Instagram at Adam Belief. Um, so make sure you're following him if you're not following him. And then the next thing is, Adam, do you have any parting advice to leave somebody with? Like what, what is the, the number one thing you would say uh, to be successful in, in, in the sports that you're successful in? Um, I would definitely say is don't be afraid to try out something that you might think you won't be good at because that's exactly what happened with me. I know I never thought I would be good at anything with long distance and until I tried it out and no, it sucked at first for sure. But you end up like, I don't know, you just end up finding out after your strength once you do something. And your weakness, so then you can work more on it. So just don't don't be discouraged by what other people might say. Just go ahead and try it. All right, I love that. I love that. Yeah, definitely. And once again, you know, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, look good, forward. good luck at your race. Uh, good luck at your race this weekend. Thanks a lot. We'll definitely have to catch up after. All right, everybody, stay strong. Hey. Everyone, thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Finding Strong Podcast. As always, you can find me on Instagram at PatXGates. And you can find me at Bottenhorn Running, at run underscore strong underscore coaching, and on my website, www.markbottenhorn.com. So going forward, we're going to try to drop new content every Friday. And if you like it, please subscribe, share it, talk about it, anything. But above all else, please rate it on iTunes. We are live on iTunes now, and your rating means the world to us. Until next time, stay strong.